Welcome to the Chaotic Theory Podcast, a program about shaking up the comfort zone of small business team performance. For business owners, managers, and anyone who feels the smallest change in awareness can unlock transformational results to their organization. Here's your host, Scott Hopkins. Hello, my name is Scott Hopkins. Welcome to the Chaotic Theory Podcast. This is the fifth episode in the Team Dynamics Key Performer Series, But this week, we're shifting our focus to the next part of creating effective team dynamics in your organization through engagement and the impact on organizations to build and develop highly effective teams. So the title of today's episode is, There's No I in Team, But What About Me? You might remember back a couple of episodes when I was talking about communication, I mentioned a quote by Steve Jobs saying that management is about persuading people to do things they don't want to do, while leadership is about inspiring people to do things they never thought they could. We talked a lot in the trust episodes about creating an environment in an organization where team members feel like they have trust and free-flowing communication both up and down the organization, and the impact that that has on people's passions and the drive to help that organization succeed. Going back to the title, there's no I in team, but what about me? I've always found the idea of no I in team to be a very disconcerting belief. And being a coach and a person who looks at how to get people to perform better under very stressful situations, it's hard to ignore the fact that in any situation, there is always the me to think about. As a practitioner of learning theory, adult theory and developing learning programs for adults, one of the first things you're taught about in adult learning theory is that there's always motivation that you need to take into account. Adults are by nature self-motivated into what they want versus what everybody else wants. The me factor plays a critical part in everything that adults do. School, business, family, friends, every thought eventually comes back to me or what is important to my life. The definition of motivation is the reason or reasons one has for acting or behaving in a particular way. It also means general desire or willingness of someone to do something. I like to define engagement as the emotional commitment people have to their team. Being emotionally committed means people really care and are invested in their work and the success of the organization. And in most organizations, what matters to the individual is generally more important than what matters to the organization. So when there's a lack of trust of leadership in an organization, there is a lack of motivation to push for organizational outcomes. In a 2017 report on job skills and training and career development done by the American Psychological Association, it was determined that an absence of support and trust from leadership says 56% of U.S. workers don't trust their employer and intend to seek employment outside of the organization within the next year, while only 48% say they are motivated to their best work. 39% of those surveyed are satisfied with their job, 16% say their company or organization makes them feel valued, and 22% would recommend their organization as a good place to work. Now, those are pretty staggering statistics when you think about it. 
By contrast, for employees who report having a supervisor or leaders who support them, 88% are motivated, 86% say they are satisfied with their job, and 80% say they feel valued, and 79% say their organization is a good place to work. So I'd imagine working in an organization where you do not feel supported by your leadership, how motivated would you really be to make sure that that organization succeeds on a daily basis? You wouldn't. You'd be looking at the door, constantly wondering if there was something else out there that was going to be better. But what accounts for this dynamic shift in motivation and satisfaction when employees feel that their leadership or supervisors support them? Think back to the first series where we talked about building trust with team members by setting an image and using effective communication. One of the best ways to understand what motivates your team is to ask them. Talent managers and onboarding staffs do some of this when they bring on new team members. But once they're in, historically, the focus shifts to getting the team member proficient on their job to contribute to the company's overall success. They don't continue with that conversation about motivation and goals once that person is in place and moving right along. So how do leaders, managers, and supervisors support their team members to increase engagement? There are two main ways to do this. Find out their motivations and make them feel like they are directly involved in the success of the company. So let's talk about creating an environment that allows team members to feel like they are directly involved in the organization's success first. I spoke during the trust series about empowerment. I made the point that empowerment is about influencing your team in a way that says you value their skill their knowledge, and their desire, and you are willing to give them the tools to succeed without managing them. Empowered leaders evaluate their team, understanding their strengths and weaknesses, and finding ways to develop their strengths. This is a way to create a shared purpose in an organization. What's a good way to do that? A key exercise that many organizations rarely take into account, but has a proven history of success, is simply asking questions getting opinions, and getting input from the team. As a part of a large team, many members feel that they are just a part of the machine. Their activities day-to-day -day help the machine move an inch at a time, but rarely do they feel they're involved in the larger forward movement of their organization. When we talked about how communication builds trust in an organization, it wasn't just about conveying information and creating a sense of connection between people they communicated with. The point of the discussion was to bring into context how involving through connection gives them a sense that they are valued. What better way to help a team member feel valued than to ask them their opinion on major issues facing the organization. Many team members spend their day-to-day -day time, energy, and emotional commitment on helping that company be successful and getting their opinions on their ideas and the best way that they think they can do that can be very critical to success and also feeling valued. You've created a sense of trust, communication and connection and empowerment in your team by showing them that they are valued. The next logical step is to engage them in the overall success of the organization. In John Maxwell's book, Good Leaders Ask Great Questions, his opening paragraph discusses why questions are so important. There are eight different powerful reasons. Opening doors or problem solving connecting, cultivating humility, engaging others, building better ideas, gaining a different perspective, and challenging mindsets. Now, over the period of 
the next few episodes of this podcast. We're going to touch on a number of these. So I don't, I'm not going to go too deep into detail on them, but you can see by the titles of those how important some of those aspects are to making a team member feel that like they are a valued piece of the success of an organization. Authentic engagement is created by one act, inviting people to co-think. And this is done through conversations. The dignity people feel when their ideals and perspectives are valued and the power that this unleashes when their discretionary effort is freely contributed is an unparalleled competitive advantage for any organization. As a team member in that organization, have you ever felt that you had a better way to do something easier, faster, or more effectively? How many times have you ever questioned why you do something the way you do? Have you ever said to yourself, if I ran this company, I would? I'm sure you have. I know I have a hundred times at least. As a manager, a leader in an organization, simply asking for input from your members can have a profound effect on their level of engagement and empowerment, as well as their feeling of being valued. Of course, once that input has been asked for, it needs to be shown to have been considered and taken to heart. If you request input simply to appear to care, team members will see through this pretty fast when things never change. Try this exercise the next time you have a team meeting. I call it a kill a stupid rule exercise. Have your team take 10 minutes to write down every single rule they have ever complained about, no matter how crazy or stupid they think it might be. The only restriction is that the rule cannot be governed by a law or a regulation that the organization is bound to follow. Once the list has been created, each point should be discussed based on the difficulty or ease of implementation and the impact of removing that rule would have on the organization. You can chart this out on a decision matrix broken into four areas. One thing many organizations realize after going through this is that many rules that team members follow day to day aren't actually rules. They're just the way things have always been done. And they're the way that things have always been expected they will be done. Being able to move that needle and being able to change things because that's the way it's always been done has a profound impact on the success of a company or a business. During this process, it will likely highlight rules and procedures that leaders and managers didn't realize were having a, an effect on day-to-day -day operations. Not only could removing these limitations make processes more agile and efficient, it also shows team members that the organization is truly invested in their input for making things better. As a leader, you need to shift your thinking from I am the leader and my people are here to make the company produce to I know this business well, but so do my people because they work in it day to day and I can learn from them. Being able to think like this and ask great questions will transform your organization. In doing this, however, you need to make sure that you use a thoughtful approach to the process. Going back to John Maxwell's book, Good Leaders Ask Great Questions, he highlights some key traits you as a leader should look for with the members of your team that you approach for their input. Make sure they have a few qualities that will make this process so much more valuable. They need to understand the value of the questions you're asking. They need to be open to adding value and are not threatened by the position of others in the team. Members need to be invested in success and they need to be willing to approach the discussion with a we attitude, not a me attitude. As a second order effect of these kinds of discussions, team members are more likely to open up with honest ideas, discussions, and opinions within the team. If team members see that there's an open dialogue, 
they're more likely to open up about things that may have previously been seen as off limits or preconceived expectations that their input would be dismissed. Creating this environment of open discussions creates opportunities for critical thinking, problem solving, and out of the box thinking because team members are seen as being respected and supported. The other side of showing support for team members and creating positive engagements is understanding their motivations and goals. I've heard more times than I care to admit the remark that companies measure their people, not grow them. This is a dangerous trend for organizations, but one that seems to be the norm across industries when it comes to performance reporting. In a recent 2018 Gallup study on re-engineering performance management, there was a lot of discussion about how performance evaluations impacted the engagement of team members. They found that when leaders didn't connect their position and their role with the company's vision and the bigger picture, they became frustrated and this showed in their performance ratings. Gallup found that team members are interested in their work being meaningful and when the member has a sense of purpose where they can link their own goals and motivations to the organization's goals, they're at least three times more likely to remain engaged. And oh, by the way, also remain at the company. According to a number of reports on industry standards, performance reports rarely happen more than once a year, and the ratings team members get are very unlikely to accurately detail the strength or weakness of their contribution to the organization. Unfortunately, on many occasions, these ratings are tied in some way to pay and benefits for team members, but often do not provide them with the incentive to grow or better themselves. Nearly every human being is on the lookout for growth opportunities. We as a species are geared to the idea of growing and becoming better. If a person can't grow with a company, they will grow away from it. It's imperative for hiring managers, team leaders, and supervisors to understand each team member's motivations and goals and find a way to link those goals with the success of the company. To carry on this discussion in the next episode of the Team Dynamics series, I'll continue to focus on engagement as I look at growth through professional development and the impact on team success. Thanks, as always, for listening. And remember, if you found value in our discussion today, please go to www.chaotictheory.com and sign up to get updates and join the Chaotic Theory live group on LinkedIn. Also, share or like this podcast wherever you downloaded it. And if you want to find more about the team dynamics, check out my website at www.chaoticperformance.com. And remember, even the smallest change in awareness can bring transformational results.